People think of what Jesus tells us and, and what's in Scripture is things that are not good for the rules to follow. They're, they're, they're unfair. And the reality is, as you get into Scripture, you find out Jesus didn't so much focus on telling you what not to do. Jesus more focused on telling you how to live so that you would experience true freedom, yes. true joy, yes. true satisfaction, true pleasure. And it's by following a biblical plan that God created you to live for. But sin then came in and crept in and corrupted. And so when we talk about pornography, man, there's freedom from that. And there's beauty in the grace of God through Jesus. Don't run away thinking that Jesus has just given you rules. Run to Jesus knowing that he is telling you how to live so that you might experience a, a freeness, a true joy, a weight lifted, a chain that's broken. Last week, we had your dad here with us and kind of talked through your testimony. And let me just say this, man. Thank you so much for sharing that. You know, in this, we'll probably hear parts of my story. It was just incredibly powerful to hear what God did in your life and just the courage it takes to do that. And, and I, would, I would say, if you're listening to this, do not be afraid to reach out. Jesus has broken that chain. It's there for you. You just got to reach out and, and grab it. Bradley did a great job for parents walking through that. Yes. If you're a parent watching this, and you didn't watch part one, you've got to watch it. Tons of good wisdom there. And then we're moving forward to talk today about how do we overcome pornography. So if you, yeah. if you are struggling with pornography, pornography addiction, or even if you have said, I need to break this, and you've battled with breaking it, and you yep. just cannot seem to, to get ahead of it, what we want to talk about today are six steps to overcome, or at least begin overcoming porn addiction. And these are things Brody, that you've both researched, I've researched, but yeah. also personal stories that yeah. you've kind of... Well, I mean, I've walked through it, yeah. and I, I referenced it in part one mm -hmm. about the deeper root of why I even was drawn to pornography, and we can talk about it a little bit, but I, do you, if you want to go ahead and dive into this... Yeah, let's just dive in. So six steps. Walk us through. Number yeah, one. so how do I break this? That's yeah. probably where you're at. If you're in this point right now, and you're like, first of all, I do have to acknowledge there's probably three two different kinds of people okay there's someone who's like i don't care i'm gonna watch porn yeah don't care i imagine you're not watching this podcast maybe you are maybe you are hopefully you are you have to get to a point where you're ready that person probably will not have any will not be able to resonate with this yeah then there's the person who is struggling with pornography and they're ready to get rid of it and that is what i think we're going to specifically be talking to because that's where i was at yeah. that's where i've kind of developed some of these steps where it's just like man this is what my journey was and a lot of people have the same kind of... Which I would say, uh, again, just to rehash a little bit about what we talked about on our last podcast is first, you know, if, if you are in that position of like, maybe you don't care, or maybe even if you're in the position of I'm ready to break this, you got to know you're not alone. I'm not going to rehash this, the statistics, but 93% of men struggle yeah. with pornography. You're not alone. And yeah. it's a battle. And so these are keys to walk through and really help you start breaking what is a real chain. Yes. So, yeah, and critical. It's, the beauty is that it's possible. Yeah. And there's hope. All things are possible. Right. Through God, you know, there is hope. So, six steps to begin to overcome your porn addiction. Yeah. Step one, real practically, is find the root. I was talking about this last time. I didn't really go into it, but I discovered in college what the root was. Can you, can you explain, like, when you say root, what are you yeah, talking so about? Yeah. So, every sin 
has a root cause of why we participate in that sin. Yeah. That makes sense. So most of it's pride. I think it's general mm-hmm. kind of like that's the main root of most sin. It's the stuff that's beneath the yes. surface, right? Yeah, the, you got to peel back the layers to yep. figure out why did I even choose to do this? Correct. So a lot of it can be circumstantial too. Like let's say you went through this really hard thing and your parents got a divorce. Mm-hmm. So that led you into pornography because you could control that. It numbed the pain. Yeah, it numbed so the pain. So we talked about that. There's a testimonial. I, I want to say it was, was it Terry Crews that said this? No, it was the weird guy, Russell Brand. Russell Brand. So he said he would turn to pornography because it would numb the pain. And that's a common response to porn. Yeah, it's like I've drugs. gotten a fight with my girlfriend. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, I'm going to porn. My parents just yelled at me. I got a bad grade. I'm going to porn. It's almost like a pain pill. Well, yeah. And I mean, even when you're, that's the thing, because when you're, when you're engaged in the act of watching porn or masturbation, you don't think about your problems. It all goes away. Until, until afterwards. Until after. And that's the hard part is, and we'll talk about it later, the shame that comes Man. and the weight that comes from the afterwards is yeah. awful. And what sucks is culture is making a joke out of it now. Yeah, it it's is. It's called post-nut clarity. Yeah. I'm not kidding. It's ridiculous that they're making a joke about this now. Like, oh, you, you did your business and now you're like, you get to think about life on a different level. Yeah. In reality, they're just trying to hide their shame. Correct. From what they just did. Yeah. Um, so the root. Yeah. So the root. So for me, I, there, there's an amazing book. I recommend every young man read this. It's called Wild at Heart. And there's a part in that where he talks about the dynamics of men and our desire to want to lead women in a relationship. Like we are designed for marriage. So I'm trying to think about the book. Um, and so there's, there's this inner will within us that desires that and desires good to lead. Anyways, so we got to find the root of the reason you're going into that point. And for me, I, I read a book called Wild at Heart, a fantastic book. When, when did you read that book? You, I read it in college. So it was college. So okay. I'd already gone, I'd already broken free from pornography. Mm. I was just trying to discover, I knew I needed to process more because yeah. yeah. I, I didn't want to go back into it. So I was like, how do I know? Which you can further? easily relapse oh with pornography. Gosh. It's just like, like drugs. Yeah. yeah. Just like alcohol. It, and you know, now that I understand, it's like, it is an addiction mm. and you have to call it what it is. So it makes sense because I think we look at people with drug addiction and go, well, how would you go back into heroin? I mean, your dad said it last week. It's an illness. Absolutely. So for me, the root was I had a terrible experience with dating in high school and just like middle school, like girls, all that stuff. Like they just either weren't interested or I just, it was just bad. Like I never Mm -hmm. had good experiences. And I think the enemy attacked that insecurity in me. And the root of my problem was porn was something that I could control, right? Because that person on the other side of that screen didn't, could, could not say no. They couldn't reject you. No, they couldn't reject me. So mm. I was finding temporary acceptance in these people I don't even know. Man. Right? A, yeah. And images and videos of people I never will never meet in my entire life. And I was fabricating intimacy. That is so common. Yeah. So common. Yeah. And it, it was crazy because you really don't think about it until you're in it, until, well, until you're out of it when you can look at things from a 30,000 foot view, the vantage point. So, so to some degree, the, the, the root cause of, and, and again, you said this, it can be different for different people, but it, it, it's covering insecurities. It, it's covering pain. It's uh, to some instant gratification, yeah. right? But you have to be able to identify that root in order to handle, because you never expose the root of why am I going to this? Right? Why, why, why am I returning to this? Yeah, and you have to. You have to, because if you, if you never deal with that, you'll never have a desire to truly break free. You won't care. So that's the first step. You have to figure out what it is. And, it, and maybe it's... Multiple things. It could be a lot of things mm-hmm. wrapped in one. I think for me, it was partly of the control thing. I could control this thing. And mm-hmm. I found that fake intimacy. 
through people I didn't know, which is crazy to think about. So I was fabricating this thing that was like temporarily good because of what really was the issue in my life is that I was looking to people for acceptance. I wasn't looking to God. When that when I realized that, that was when like there was a switch that clicked in me. It's like, oh my gosh. Which man, you hit you just reminded me of something when you said that and and you hit such a hot switch there. We are supposed to understand intimacy first and foremost from God. Yep. Right? When we talk about our relationship with the Lord, when I mean, you go back to the garden, God yeah. was don't think sexual. God was intimate with Adam and how he knew him and yeah. There's an intimacy with the Lord there. And so we talked about it on our last podcast, but porn, people don't understand that because some people get exposed to pornography before they're followers of Jesus. Some people get exposed to pornography after they're followers of Jesus, but very shallow in their walk. You, porn shapes your understanding of intimacy, not, not just sexual intimacy. Hear me when I say this, intimacy in general. And it's a distorted, twisted intimacy. And that yeah. can be a root. So, and, and that then seeps into other areas of your relationship. So again, identifying that root and understanding, do, yeah. I, do I even know what real intimacy is? Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing is when I realized, because I, when I became into college and I'm starting to be discipled mm-hmm. and mentored and, you know, you start to think like an adult, you're like, okay, well, I could be married in the next five years. That's yeah. realistic. Five to six years, I could be, have a spouse. And I was married at 22, just turned 22. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the thought really weighed heavy on me yeah. is how would my wife, my future wife feel if I was getting a false intimacy from people I don't even know Correct. versus someone who I need to know? And you're giving yourself away, by the way. Yes. Because again, it's, think intimacy here. You know, you're giving a portion of your heart away, which is to nothing, literally yeah. to nothing. Yeah. People who will never care. No. And, and you'll never know them. They'll, they'll never profit see you. off of you. They'll pro- and honestly, the person on the screen is just as abused and yep. just as deceived and just as hurt as you are. It's the industry behind the person yeah. who's abusing not only you, but also the person on screen. Which again, we talked about that. I'm not going to dive into that too much, but it just shows you how evil porn is and there's no other word for it other no. than evil yeah. i i, I call think it is you the, have to call what it is i think I it is the number one way the enemy attacks people today and it, it's not just christians he attacks with it he attacks people it's not just men that he attacks with it or guys it's it's across the board now yeah. and we talked about the statistics last last episode so anyway so so you find the root once you've identified yeah. that root what's next what do you do so the next thing is you need to deepen your relationship with jesus and that, that is the first, I think that's the first step or well, the second step after you figure out, okay, I have a problem. Yeah. Here's the root. I have a problem. Let's call it what it is. I'm addicted to pornography. The next step is, okay, well, who, who can help me? Who can free me? Jesus. The I think, answer is Jesus. I think to some degree too, porn use is directly correlated with your relationship or lack thereof with Jesus. I agree. Yep. Lil Wayne said this a long time ago in an interview. He said, I've got a hole in my life. I'm just looking for something to fill it. He turns, obviously, to everything but Christ yep. to fill that hole. And it just he's never satisfied. No. And so in that same vein, when we're engaged in actively looking at pornography and participating in pornography through masturbation, you're trying to fill something in you that's missing. Yeah. And so I think for you to say, hey, you've got to deepen your relationship with Jesus. You've got to, you've got to come to this point where you can confess these things to, to, to Jesus yep. and ask for freedom from it. I think that's key. Some of the dark, so I, you know, I'll share a little bit of my story here. I, did, I, I touched on it last episode, but didn't go into depth with it. I got exposed to pornography when I was 
I think in fifth grade, if I'm remembering correctly, our, my brother had moved in with us and uh, he was older and he had a, a pornographic magazine that mm. we found, my yeah. brother Jeremy and I found. And uh, we saw it. So nothing like on a phone. It's just, I'm dating yeah. myself here. But that was my first exposure. But it, 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 it was so, it got twisted. And I, I like, I knew that was wrong. So I really battled with it. Like, and I would say I battled with it. And then I got to this point where I was in middle school, into high school, maybe a freshman. And that's when the computer really, that, that age was developing in far yeah. as technology. And so I started looking at pornography via websites. It's just so twisted and so I, I would hide it and pretty much could get away with it. By the way, during this time, I'm, I'm in church. I'm in shame. Like no one knows I'm doing this. So I remember I go to a winter extreme conference. I'm pretty confident I was in high school. I think I was a freshman when I go to this winter extreme conference. And here I am. It's very similar to you. I'm in worship and I'm just, I'm weeping. I'm broken. Because I know, like, bro, literally, like, before I even came to this conference, I had watched pornography. And so I'm at this conference, and we're talking about repentance. We're talking about Christ. We're talking about how there's freedom. And I'm, I'm feeling the weight and the shame and the brokenness and the chains of pornography, which led to a tons of different things, tons of different issues in my life. Um, but it all started at that root with pornography. And I get a phone call from, I want to say my mom could have been my dad. And it says, hey, we found this pornographic website on our computer. Do you know anything about it? And so my, my instant reaction at that point was I blamed my brother. Mm -hmm. Well, my mom was very quick to shut that down and say, no, 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 it wasn't Jeremy. We've talked to him. It couldn't have been him. He wasn't here. It was you. Yeah. And man, so even in the midst of like feeling that weight, yeah. like I'm still trying to hide what I know they know. Like you I knew I was caught. You're and trying. I'm, I'm trying to get out of it. Like, yep. a, I, I'm trying to lie. I'm trying. And so my mom, in her wisdom, said, we're going to deal with this when you get back. <laughs> but we know. And that's how it ended. And so for the rest of that time, I'm feeling the weight of that. Yeah. And then ultimately, I get back, and I have a sincere conversation with my mom and my dad. And I say, you know, I, I did look at pornography. I'm sorry. This very similar to you, like, and you're like, my mom and dad just listened. Yeah. And they let me vomit out all of my shame, all of my, because I'm also dealing with this and repenting. Like, and I'd repented to the Lord. I'd talked to my student pastor at that point, And then I'm talking to them and they met me with understanding and grace and help guide me and walk me through that. And again, so what actually was the catalyst mm -hmm. to me breaking that chain of addiction was deepening my relationship with Jesus. Yes. Yeah. I got away from pornography for a very short time because again, we didn't have at yeah, that it point was, time. It was not as accessible. So you for sure. So you like if you're trying to like break it, you there's a distance there, which is why we as student pastors, we go on retreats. We try to get people away from technology because God can do a work when you're away yes. from all the distractions and the addictions that yes. you may or may not know that you have. So anyway, so I get back God does that a work in me. And then that point on, I start, like, that's really in my testimony. I say, going into sophomore year is when mm -hmm. God really got a hold of me. Sophomore uh, year, man. I listen, well, I was listening to this sermon by David Platt, and he's yeah. asking all these questions. Why do you believe what you do? Why do you do? I didn't know the answers. And it was because my relationship with Jesus was so superficial. So then I started reading scripture, and it got real, and it got deep. And it, man, God did a work in my life through just the truth of who he is and how he loves us and how he cares and what he's done. And so 
And that is a key point that we need to have a deepening of our relationship yeah. with Jesus. No, that, I, that's a huge part of my testimony. I agree. And I, th- I liked what you said. You said it is a catalyst. I 1000% yes. Like that is what's going to propel you to get through the next four steps. Yeah. So moving on. So let's say you're at step two. Yep. You're deeply in relationship with Jesus. You're like, okay, this is what I need to do. We, it's fine accountability. It's yep. simple as that. And you need to find it in whoever and whatever. Um, it can be your parents. I mean, that's extreme. But again, like I was at a point and that happened with you too. Yep. It's like you get to a point where like you are desperate and you don't care who knows. Because you can't do it on your own. No. And you're just tired of dealing with it. That's the thing. We ha- I have to make that clear. You will not beat it on your own. Yeah. You can't. It is too powerful. It is too much of a grasp. I promise that you will keep going in the same rabbit trails. You will go in a circle, circle, and circle. And you'll constantly beat yourself up because you aren't good enough alone to yeah. do it. You can't. And, but that's the humbling experience is that we as believers in Christ are not made to do life alone. We're not made to walk through any of this alone. Correct. Right? We are given the body of the Christ. We're given church. We're given the Holy Spirit. So you've got this AAA engine of internet porn. So looking at this AAA engine of internet porn, think of it as three legs to a stool. So the first one is anonymity. Pornography is often done in secret. So, so when yeah. we say anonymity, what we're say, saying is it, it can be uh, anonymous. So if you're not familiar with that word or if that's a big word for you, it literally means by yourself, no isolated, all alone, which again, man, that's where the enemy works. When he can get you alone, that's where he works. Yeah, absolutely. So it can be done in secret and it often is done in secret. Yeah. So that's one leg of the stool. Second the anonymous part of porn that you can, no one has to know. Correct. So it's easy to just kind of go into it. The second one is accessibility. So pornography is accessible at all times with phones, computers, tablets, shows. Think about shows like Game of Thrones is basically softcore porn. Correct. So you've got to think about it as gateway drugs. It's gateway porn. Yep. And whether you agree with that or not, it's just the reality. To some degree, even, you know, we just celebrated the Super Bowl which that was a mild Super Bowl performance compared to what they typically are. But like, oh, yeah. they're all triggers in your brain to lead you to something worse, i.e. you've got people who, and it, it goes both ways with guys and girls. They're dancing, they're thrusting, they're wearing no clothes. You talked about Game of Thrones, which, yeah. I mean, was huge. Massive. Uh, it's nudity. It's, yep. you know, it's, dude. You can look on ABC Family, which isn't called ABC Family anymore. Freeform. Freeform. Or yeah. And you've got these uh, sex scenes or makeout scenes. And it's, it's, it's creating images in your brain to, to send you something else. And again, yeah. it's trying to inform your understanding of intimacy there. So it's accessible at all times. And, and there's gateways to get you deeper into pornography. I mean, TikTok, Twitter, yeah. Reddit, Instagram. Any social media yes. platform, Snapchat, all of them yep. have pornographic entry points. Yep. And it's funny because they'll put on their term of services, we don't allow this content, but they can't control it all. No. And it's everywhere. No. So the reality is that it's accessible and you can get access to it whenever you want, however you want. Back in the day, I was able to have a conversation with a student. Uh, Instagram, now I don't think you can see what people like. No. But yeah. it used to be where you could. And I had a student that I was discipling and he was liking tons of semi-pornographic images images with body parts blurred out or like girls and thongs like and so you know i'm just literally on instagram and as a good student pastor i'm looking at what who i follow what they like and then dude is like boom 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 to where i get to have a conversation with him like yeah those are all entry points and they lead to something and it's something- not harmless hear me when i say it. 
those entry points are not no, harmless. Not at all. And it's yeah. so easy to access. So keep going. What's the third one? Yeah, the third one is affordability. So pornography is free. Most of it. Like 95% of pornography is free. Yeah. You don't have to pay for it to gain access to it. Because they run ads and that's how the industry makes money. Yep. They add money, whatever, if they sell you something, mm. whatever it may be. So they don't need you. They don't need your subscription. They don't need your money. They just need your views. Which, by the way, you know why it's free? Because they want to hook you on it. Yep. They want to get your foot in the door. They want to make you a slave to pornography and then they'll get your money. Yeah. It's a drug. It's ah, so twisted. Yeah. So, and here's the thing is the reason we're talking about this is. In the article that I read, it talks about you take one leg out of a three-legged stool, right? It's going to fall over. Correct. So the reason we're identifying these things is because these are different ways you can attack it. Correct. So if you take away the anonymous part of porn, yeah. Covenant Eyes does that. Correct. Boom. Now someone else knows when you watch it and what you're watching. Stool falls over. Let's say you take away your accessibility. Oh, I don't have access to it anymore. Stool falls over, right? Affordability. That's much different. Like the industry would have to change completely. I don't foresee that happening. So I probably wouldn't but go at it degree, that way. But accessibility and affordability are, are hand in hand. Yes. Because if you take away the accessibility, it removes the affordability. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. So, so I mean, all these, co- I think they all coincide each other. Correct. Absolutely. And they're all important. I would say the most powerful one is the anonymous part. Because if you, if someone knows, like if I was, if you're getting dinged every time I was looking at porn, like. That would be uncomfortable. Yeah. Especially if I saw that person every day. So immediately then you have that extra layer of accountability. Which, and it's, again, you, you hit on this. You will not beat this alone. When you bring people into the fold, it gives you so much more power to fight when temptation comes. And it's not like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight out of fear. It's fight out of accountability. Good, honest, man, so-and-so is going to see that I'm doing this. Yeah. I, I, I can't do this. When there's ramifications or when there's consequences, we are less likely to give in to temptation. It's when there is no consequence that we just say, hey, that's tempting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to indulge. And here's the hard part is there is no direct consequence of porn. No. So it's the long-term effect. Oh, absolutely. And that's what we kind of talked about earlier. It will affect your marriage, your kids. And it also affects how you even pursue relationships. Yes. Yeah, it, like it, I think it was a stat that said people who watch porn are more likely to have casual sex. Correct. And that's all they want. They don't want any kind of further intimacy. They don't want to get to know the person. They'd rather just have a hookup and leave. And, the, and it will lead. And so, so Christians may hear that and say, well, that would never be me. False. <laughs> you can easily live a life of duality. Scripture addresses that. Yeah. yeah. You can't serve two masters. Jesus addresses these things. And if you think, well, I'm a Christian, I'm not going to have that. I'm going to be able to look at porn and it's never going to affect yeah. my life. Dude, that is a lie from the pit of hell and it needs to be sent back. It will affect you. Yes. And you will start living a double life. Yes. Like I've, I've ministered to people who literally have lived one way mm-hmm. at church and they live a completely different way opposite. And the people that come to them and then get experienced, and I would argue experience abuse, they're expecting this Christian when in reality... They're seeing all of the brokenness. And, and, and I do, again, I don't want to put shame on that. There mm-hmm. is freedom from that. Yes. But if you are hiding sin and if you are dwelling in that sin, it's going to take an effect in yes. your life. Yep. And it will affect more people than you know. Correct. And it's sad. It always goes beyond yourself. Yep. And, and I think once you realize that your sin hurts other people, you become way more hyper aware of it. Which, okay, so then we dive into point four, because I think when we talk about the anonymity of pornography and and indulging in pornography, I think number four speaks directly to that. Agreed. So 
step four, we are going to develop boundaries. So, so what do you mean there? When we talk yeah. about developing boundaries, how do we develop boundaries? So you got to start, where are my weak points? This is with anything in life, by the way. Mm-hmm. If you need to develop boundaries, if you have issues with something, find out where your weaknesses are. So for me, it was at night when I was alone, right? And you're on your phone scrolling. It specifically passed like 11 p.m. That's when the enemy came at me the hardest. So I saw that, saw that area of my life. Okay, this is a, this is a problem period for me. What, is the, what can I take away from that and develop a boundary? My boundary was I did not have my phone in my room. I didn't have it in my room. I used an alarm clock. Yeah. I went and bought an alarm clock at Target because it was like, I need to still get up in the morning. I can't have my phone in my room because I will be tempted. Even if it's across the room, my mind's going to be like, hey, that's over there in that corner. Mm-hmm. You can get up and go get it. It's not that hard. So you gotta, that's a boundary that was really great for me. A lot of people, you can do screen time on your phone, which is great now. You give someone the passcode. Don't know the passcode. Have someone else do that for mm-hmm. you. So that way they won't tell you and then you do it for them. Yep. So if you need to download an app, you can help. You can get like a thing for them because I get you have school, you have things yeah. you need to download. You can't take that completely away, but you can have someone set boundaries on your phone for you that you can't actually bypass. Another one would be certain social media platforms, avoid them, run yep. from them, delete yep. them. No one cares about your Twitter. If Twitter is a problem for you, delete the Twitter. It's not more important than your sexual purity. For me, it was Snapchat. So Snapchat, this is crazy, by the way. It, will no- it knows your gender, knows your age. Most platforms do this, by the way, and they curate content for you. 100%. Snapchat started pushing porn stars, stories to guys' phones like who were in this age bracket. They actually, I think they got sued over it. They were in this age bracket of certain like, oh, this is person would like to view this content. And they were pushing porn stars to your little explore page. So I deleted Snapchat. I was like, cool, can't do it anymore. Did I have friends that were like upset with me? Sure. I didn't care. No streak is worth. No, I broke a 389 day streak, but my sexual purity and my future was more important than that streak. Which in line with that, when we talk about these apps and we talk about developing boundaries, if you are a student in here and, and we talked about it in part one, I cannot urge you enough to, to confess the sin of indulging in pornography with someone. Yes. I would encourage you, go to your parents 100%. And parents, if you're watching this, be prepared to receive that repentance and walk them through the difficult process of navigating out of it. But we've got to have people in our lives who are going to bring accountability and develop those boundaries. And if you're a young man or a young woman and you're watching this and you're like, man, I've struggled this, I've struggled this, talk to someone. I mean, you've got two guys here who we are happy to have these conversations. You cannot do it on your own. And, And this is such an evil and twisted thing that you got to do whatever it takes. There is hope. There is redemption. There is freedom from these things. Number five, yeah, this one's big. Understand that there is grace. Say, understand that there is grace. There is no shame from God. This is yeah. powerful because what stops people from doing exactly what I just said previously is shame, anxiety. I mean, nowadays, literally, if you are opening a web browser and you click a link, they say, if you don't give us $5,000, we're going to expose what we just screen recorded hmm. to the world, to all yeah. your Facebook friends. And it was you masturbating. Yep. And so what they do is they freak out. They pay- there have been people that have paid out millions of yep. dollars to protect their own shame. Hear me when I say this. The enemy will work in whatever way he can, but the grace of God is sufficient yes. and it is greater. So if you have slipped up or if you have struggled with pornography and you've battled with it and you just can't do it, man create an understanding that one, the grace of God is sufficient, and two, there is help 
for you. Yeah. The, the blood is greater than any pornography. You could watch porn 500 times and run to the Father, and he'll welcome you with open arms. Jesus loves you. Yes. No matter what you have done, did, and will do. You know, he and that's you. the beauty of it is you have to understand that. Once you shift your mind, so at this point, you're, help, you're developing boundaries. You have steps in place, right? Mm-hmm. Understand that, man, I might mess up again. But I, would, I wouldn't have, even say you might. You probably will. You probably will. Yeah. It, this, is, this is the, and I, I don't mean to cut you off here, Brody, but the, there's a very quotable saying that a pastor told me, and it's so true. When you come to faith in Jesus, you will never be sinless. The, the, the part of sanctification that's so cool is you will just sin less and less and less. You're still going to sin. You're still going to mess up. Yeah. But you're not alone. Yeah. And, and, and Jesus is there to forgive and he's there to walk with you, which then is, is what leads us into point six. You got to allow the Holy Spirit to work in you. I think that's the most important Absolutely. out of all these, because if you don't have that, you can't. Like there's just, there's no, and well, here's what's crazy is the internet is just insane. I saw a thing recently where it was like, there's like a new movement of men who uh, like through like weird rituals and meditation are finding like supposed freedom from their pornography addictions. Like they're being elevated above this like idea. Mm-hmm. And that is, to me, that's scary. I don't want to dive into that. Anyways, but I mean, I think to... scripture addresses what you're even talking about when it yeah. comes to the Holy Spirit. Like, look at Galatians 5. Yeah. What scripture say? Yeah, absolutely. Literally says, walk by the Spirit and you will certainly not carry out the desires of the flesh. And, and we're going to transition into when you allow the Holy Spirit to work in you. Now, this is a process. There's, there's healing. There's right. a healing process. And we're going to talk about the beauty of the Holy Spirit is that mm-hmm. we have the ability to renew our mind. We have the ability Romans to 12. literally... Like, I think a, there was a study done a few like, years ago that found that your brain will actually rewire itself after a certain amount of time of developing a certain habit. So there, the, the Holy Spirit provides healing to your brain. So you've wired your, like for me, for example, I was wired to be hooked on porn. And then through all these steps, the Holy Spirit was rewiring my brain back to where it was originally supposed to be at, to a pure mindset when so I thought I would about argue women. That and alone is a miracle of God. Yeah, absolutely. That it can even do that, especially when you understand the science of how your brain is so changed. Yeah. I mean, it, it is a miracle of God, and that is the regenerative power of the Holy Spirit yes. through the sacrifice of Christ in Christ alone. And, and that's proof that no one is too far gone. No one's too messed up. No one is too far this direction. You're not ever too enwrapped in pornography, yeah. in sex addictions, whatever it may be, to experience the Holy Spirit's power and grace. Mm-hmm. Renewing the mind, this is, this is what happens after you go through these steps. You have to go through this process. And... When we talked about it, pornography, it literally has physi- physiological impacts on the brain. It rewires your brain to objectify women and view it as an object versus an intimate actual person. And, and what's crazy is you really don't know that's happening to you, right? And you read Galatians 5.16, which is walk by the Spirit, and you will certainly not care the desires of the flesh. That's just, there's just a ton of scripture on this. Romans 12.2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may discern what is good pleasing and perfect oh that you made a sir the sorry good pleasing and perfect will of god and what is god's will for us in sex impurity right I mean, his will for us is that we would one do it within proper context yes. of marriage like that's what it's created for yeah and sex is not meant to be this shameful act it's meant to be a beautiful act where you are doing what god created for you yeah. to do and you are experiencing the good pleasure that God has created you to experience with a person yep. who has now been joined through marriage, through the covenant of marriage, 
under God's authority to you as one flesh. There is an intimacy that comes with sex that the world just destroys. Mm -hmm. and, and I would argue there is a spiritual element that the world just completely removes. Yeah. Like kids having sex at 13 years old, they're not seeing the damage that long-term is going to take root in their life. God's good plan for us, his will for us, is that we would interact with another human. Now, not all will get married. Paul is a pretty good example yes. of that. But for those who would, he has a design for us. And, and understanding biblical sexuality and, and, and big biblical sexual relationships, it's not something that like, oh, I'm a rule follower. I'm going to wait to have sex until I get married. It's a, this is what God designed it for. And when you do things out of God's designed order, it always brings hardship. And that's the case with pornography, which is you basically falsifying a sexual relationship, yeah. if we're being honest, taking power, control. Or if you're doing it out of premarital sex, like mm -hmm. you're having sex before you get married. And again, there's, uh, hear me when I say there is forgiveness for all those things. Yes. I'm not saying that you can't be forgiven. I, I, there is absolutely forgiveness. And there is a, a number of reasons why people fall to that temptation. But hear me when I say this, God's perfect design, there is pleasure and there is goodness in that. And it is not something that we should make fun of other people for, but it is something that we should embrace and long yeah. for and desire. Yeah, absolutely. And you, we have to realize that. Um, we are putting to death constantly, like Correct. sin in our life. Absolutely. And 2 Corinthians 5.17, I love this verse. If anyone is in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. Old the past. old has passed away, and see the new has come. Taking off the old, putting on the new. It's a process. And that's, we talk about like sanctification, it's a big word. Uh, that is the process of this, what we're talking about. It's like growing spiritually, furthering yourself away from your old ways into the new. We have that because we have the Holy Spirit. We have the ability to have the same power that Christ had. So, you know, wrapping, putting a bow on this bad boy, I would say this. Man, how do I break this? You, you look at the reality of what we've talked about. You find the root of your sin. Find the root of your pornography addiction. Name it. You deal with it. And then you grow in your relationship with Jesus. By the way, part of growing in your relationship with Jesus is naming the root of that sin. Yep. Because the enemy wins when he gets you to think that you're not really doing anything. You're not sinning. And in fact, the beauty of sanctification, I've used it before, it's the lights getting brighter. When the lights get brighter in the room, you start to identify things that shouldn't be in the room. Yep. You walk through and you develop these boundaries. And, and the biggest one is by finding accountability, which comes first. Find yeah. accountability. Remove one of the legs of the stool. But deepen and, and develop those boundaries through accountability. And then understand, again, man, you're going to fall, but there's grace. Yeah. God's grace is sufficient. And, and then lastly, again, because I, I think this is really important. Rely on the Holy Spirit. Pray about these things. Seek Him. Desire Him. Quit desiring the things that God says are not good for you. People think of what Jesus tells us and, and what's in Scripture is things that are not good for They're rules to follow. Yeah. They're, they're, they're unfair. And the reality is, as you get into Scripture, you find out Jesus didn't so much focus on telling you what not to do. Jesus more focused on telling you how to live so that you would experience True freedom, yes. true joy, yes. true satisfaction, true pleasure. And it's by following a biblical plan that God created you to live for. But sin then came in and crept in and corrupted. And so when we talk about pornography, man, there's freedom from that. And there's beauty in the grace of God through Jesus. Don't run away thinking that Jesus has just given you rules. Run to Jesus knowing that he is telling you how to live so that you might experience a a freeness, a true joy, a weight lifted, a chain that's broken. 
That's the beauty of these conversations. And, and if you're sitting there and you're saying, man, I'm ready for this, reach out to us. Yeah, We're absolutely. ready to have that conversation. That's the whole point. We have huge hearts to see a generation freed from porn. Because yeah. I'm telling you right now, our generation, mine, yours, and the ones to come, are slaves to porn. Yeah, 64.5% of Christian men. Slaves I mean, to porn. Those are your future pastors, your future yeah. co-church members. Husbands. Husbands, wives. Coaches. It's crazy. Leaders. It's sad. We are going to walk through difficulty in this life. It's not going to be easy for us. It's the hope that we cling to that matters. Yeah. And that hope is in Christ. And what that hope does is it produces the fruit of repentance. Before that, the fruit of confession it's through those steps that you experience the freedom that only make that hope so much stronger yeah. in your life. You know, one thing that's cool about it is God will use your situation and your story, like he's using our yes. stories, to impact greater, more than you can even imagine. It'll and, reach beyond you. Yes, and I, even, I didn't say this, but I'll say it really quickly. The movement of God that happened with my friend group in high school that led me into college that mm-hmm. we are all in ministry now like there's four or five of us that are in ministry wow. that started from me confessing my pornography addiction wow to my friend jonathan we can trace it back to that being a catalyst point for this entire like little mini movement we had with a small group and 30 people coming and then starting like a little worship in the woods thing that like was well attended and now that we're in ministry and pursuing god's calling on our lives none of that would have happened i personally believe none of that would have happened yeah if god did not stop me in my tracks and do a work of his power and through the Holy Spirit to convict me and push me into the light. So that's the beauty of it. God can do crazy things. Um, he has done crazy things. I yes, mean, read it about it in the Bible. Your situation is not bigger than those things. So. God is always bigger. Thank you all for listening. We hope that these podcasts have helped. If you have questions, man, please send them in. You can send them to jakeD at ibclex.com or brodyt at ibclex.com. We would love to field those questions. If we need to do a follow-up podcast, we're more yeah. than happy to do that. These are conversations that the church needs to address and Christians need to address. And so hopefully it's been beneficial. And our prayer right now is that you would find freedom from pornography and that you would turn a new page of your chapter in the story of your life and it would be a a page that is refreshing Mm. that you experience freedom you experience the same thing that we've experienced which is chains being broken yeah and lives being changed people being freed so thank you all so much for listening Mm.